Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine Led Zeppelin and Talking Heads getting together, making some love and having a baby. You would have Duran Duran. Interesting. Diana... Princess of Wales, she declared Duran Duran her favorite band of all time. I can dig it. That's cool. We are them Vinyl Boys, and we're back for another episode here this week. Uh, this is Ramo's pick. Nice request from Ramo right G. Right on, man. No, no. Why'd you pick this one? Well, because it takes me back to a time in my life where I didn't have things to worry about. Or a girlfriend. Except, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I had, like... Just like several Damn. chicks that I would hang out with, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, 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 I wouldn't. Oh yeah, of course. They were like your sister friends. Well, we were getting there. No, 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 wasn't nothing like that. I had a couple of those, <laughs> but it was a good time in my life. I had a lot of fun, and it was right before I moved to Florida too. So oh. that's where everything went. To and hell. where all this go down at though? What? Where in the Anabay? South of Chicago, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, Duran Duran was quite prevalent on the air. In the Midwest, in particular, Chicago area, and I just really enjoyed their music, and I thought it'd be fun to actually listen to an entire album because I never did. A lot of time that I heard their music, it was either a hit song on the radio right. or in the club. You would hear a B-side track that mm-hmm. was maybe remixed or something, but never like every song. Duran so, fucking Duran. Yeah, yeah, I want to check it out. Memphis, you're excited about Duran Hell Duran. Hell yeah. We was like, me and my homies were like don't like few little dudes in the neighborhood that was listening to Duran Duran. My cousins didn't listen to it every now and again, but we was listening to it heavy. We just so did like, an outcast last week and uh, Andre yeah. 3000 talked about you would like to listen to Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. they dope. They dope. They are. Great band. What about you, Tom Cat? Did your mom allow you to listen to Duran Duran? <laughs> well, the good thing was, by the time I, that I remember, it was Duran Duran. I started seeing it on MTV. Once MTV came, we we saw everything. We had TV. We were good to go. It was just kind of like uh, before that. It was we relaxed on the music. Was Hot it shit. was it color TV or it black was and color white? TV? And we were watching Duran Duran. Yeah, '80s baby. I mean, I love it. That was that's my favorite time. I think. They call this band like the second generation of the, uh, what was that? The British Invasion. The second British Invasion. Yeah. And they, like you were saying, Gentry, they actually sound British when they sing, where a lot of British people, like the Beatles, they don't sound, uh, they don't have that accent. They have like an, almost an American accent when they sing, but these guys, you can hear it. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot, there's a lot of bands, like sometimes the Stones, I can't really tell that they're from the UK, but this band, when they sing it, you definitely tell that they have a spot of tea and they're they're looking for a pair of knickers. And they also like fish and chips, probably. Yes, they and do. And then they put, they put that uh, mayonnaise on their fries. No, no, it's the Canadians. Canadians do that. You're thinking of the uh, bangers and mash. Yeah. Oh. Yuck. Well, let's drop the Irish. needle, shall we? We decided to do the album Rio, which was their second album from the English rock band Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. This one released on May the 10th in 1980. Two. 
Her it's, name is Rio Gentry. I don't know and she know. dances yeah. on the in the sand, I believe, is what they say. That's right. Oh, With I, sand I, in her nose. What? Oh. Those are new needles, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, not anymore. Oh, the final was they were new. <laughs> so you broke them. What is the first track? Does anyone know? Rio. Yeah. This is real. Rio. We, go, we go right to the good stuff. Yeah. I guess this song, uh, they said that they uh, wrote it about being in America. They toured and went to Los Angeles. And uh, this song ins- inspired them while they were in the USA. They loved Hollywood. But why name it real? That's what I'm thinking. Well, because I think when you think of the Rio Grande, you think of uh, beauty. And uh, L.A., I guess, is full of beauty. I don't think of the Rio Grande and beauty. Beautiful women. Maybe because it's deep. <laughs> How would you know? Can you look up the song facts, Tomcat? Tomcat, look bastard. up the song song facts on this one. Okay, yeah, I got it right here. I got all the factoids right here. What does it say about this song, Rio? I thought you said you had it right there. I do have all the. Well, I'm looking for the best song facts. Put me on the spot a little bit. Well, I asked you, and you said you were ready. Listen. Rio is the first song and the title track to Duran Duran's second album released in 1982. Their self-titled debut gave a good foundation with hits like Girls on Film and Planet Earth. That was their first album. the Rio album leveled them up with four big hits, starting with My Own Way and followed by Hungry Like a Wolf, which I love, and Say a Prayer, which I also love, and Rio. So what's the song fact on Rio? So there's a bunch of song facts, and I'm just kind of reading down them. Um, bassist John Taylor told the AV Club that for the song's complicated arrangement with shifts gears several times, the band were thinking along the lines of Sly and the Family Stones, ah, 1969 tune, I Want to Take You Higher. So they, they took inspiration from Sly and the Family Stone, which is interesting because we did that band, mm-hmm. and we did it in thinking they a lot of bands got influence from them, and a lot of bands got influence from this band. See what else we got here. The album version runs five minutes thirty-three seconds. Uh, the single was cut down to three minutes and fifty-eight seconds that played on the radio, and then truncating, getting rid of a lot of the sax solo. So there's a big sax solo in the album version. I love sax solos. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, this song has good bass. It's got good sense. Uh, and then at the very end, it has that great sax solo. Rio is usually played at, in the encore at the Duran Duran concert, typically as the last song. It is a reliable cl- crowd pleaser, they say, as the audience can sing along and uh, go home happy. I love it. And you know, the 80s back then, if you had a, a song with a dope sax solo, you knew it was going to be a hit. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Jump a Jumping a little bit. I'm hearing a little skip on that old album. This is an original from 1982. Yeah, see? So it's now 40 plus years old. I'm going to tap it. I'll tap it. Give it a little kick. There you go. 
You know what they do. There you go. Is that what you would do at the club? <laughs> I don't know what I'd have to do if that happened at the club, but we don't have to worry about these that these days. Well, unless you're doing a vinyl night, which is kind of cool, though. I mean, vinyl like nights are dope. Yeah. I haven't spun on vinyl in years. I got another one in two weeks. Two weeks. When Duran Duran is playing live shows, which they still do. They do. There's only four of the Fab Five left that are still a part of it, but... Four uh, members go out and they still tour, and when they do their encore, they play this song. Typically, this is the last song. But you know the the band, they go in, and then everyone's like making a bunch of noise, clapping, encore, encore. Then they come out, and they sing this song. Yeah. I believe their concert begins in, or their tour begins in February in California. Of next year? Yeah. Swear. February 2024. Oh, shit. In California. I want to go see them. It starts in, there. If they go through Red Rocks, I would love to go see them there. That, that would be sick. Yeah. The girl heard laughing in the instrumental break as Nick Rhodes' girlfriend at the time, Cheryl. You can also Cheryl. hear her on Hungry Like a Wolf where she does some heavy breathing and another laugh. Yeah, she did do huh? some heavy breathing. <laughs> He expressed how hungry uh, he A few was. studio tricks were employed to get the distinctive sound for this song. The, synth- the synthesizer was hooked up to an arpeggiator, which makes it go, you know, hold down the note and it'll go do 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 do. That's right, an arpeggiator. It gives it a, yep. a pattern. I was about to ask, what is that? Yeah, it gives it a pattern. Oh. So. <laughs> and you can manipulate the pattern so it does like different things and different effects. But oh. Yeah, th- that's essentially cool. that's what it does. You put a tone on it or one noise like a a signal and then the arpeggiator will make it do something you can make it go up through the through the chord which yeah. is very beneficial because then you don't have to know the how to play the chord you just hit one one key yeah. and it goes do 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 yeah and the arpeggiator cool. and then it'll do what you want it'll play to the notes and arpeggiate the notes you stay on time to yeah to be on time to where you want them to play mm. But also in the tone you want them as well. Oh, well that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know. <laughs> the song is called My Own Way. Without having to do it in the gotcha. actual skeleton. The lead singer of this band, Simon Le Bon, he sounds a lot like George Michael to me. He does. Kinda, yeah. True. Especially in this song. Well, they, they're all British. I love the cover of this album. It is iconic, and the artwork was painted by a guy named Patrick Nagel, and it was designed by another guy named Malcolm Garrett, and they wanted it to resemble 1950s cigar packing. And they say this album cover is considered one of the greatest of all time. It's the purple cover with the hot chick on it. That one is Edward McCollum's girlfriend. Yeah. Since he's very cool. What's drawn? Yeah. That type of art is. It looks like the uh, lead singer from Expose. I wonder who that. She kind of reminded me of a little bit with the, the hair and everything. Or like, um. What's that, Roxette? Am I thinking the wrong band? The lead singer, the chick from Roxette. You remember? I don't know. she have like red hair? I have a clip, I thought, I I have a clip here from Nick Rhodes member of the band. This is the guy that would be on the piano playing the keys. Uh, This clip right here, he's talking about how they had individuality in the industry. And he felt like in the 80s, a lot of the bands 
had this uh, individuality where no one copied anyone else. Yeah, it was, um, it was a time, I think, um, when a lot of innovation in music was going on, though. If you, if you look at all the, the artists from that period, um, whether it's the people that came through the punk thing, like The Cure and Susie and the Banshees, and then you move into, you know, the Smiths and uh, um, In Excess, who were great, and, 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 you know, all these bands, and then the artists, Prince, Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, or the solo artists, everybody, Peter Gabriel, they all had their own identity. Mm. It wasn't anything that was, oh, that sounds the same as that, they're using the same sounds as that, that song sounds like that one. It didn't happen. It was about individual creativity, and, and, and I think that everybody rose to that. Everybody knew you had to carve out your own space. See there, kids, do your own shit. Stop sounding like every goddamn body else. Yeah, you want to be unique. Yeah. I think the scary thing, though, is sometimes when you're unique, people aren't feeling it. But at the end of the day, if you're feeling it, that's all that matters. There's always an audience. There's always an audience. You gotta find it. It says here the band's influences back in the day when they first started this band back in 1978 and through the beginning of the 80s. They loved David Bowie. Uh, Roxy music, uh, they called it. And um, they got their start also at this place called the Rum Runner in Birmingham where some of the members of the band actually worked there like as doormen or bartenders. And they got a chance to play at Rum Runners in Birmingham, UK. And in the, they became a resident band there. And that's where they cut their, cut their teeth and cut their chops, ultimately becoming the band Duran Duran. I wonder if they go by Duran Duran at that time. Or did sure. they change the name? I was looking up how they came up with the, uh, the name of the band. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it here. Duran Duran, let's see here. Maybe somebody else could look it up. I thought I had it here, but it's a movie. There was a movie that came out in the 1970s, and there was a uh, like a bad guy in the movie, and his name was Dr. Durant Durant, I think, with a T. So, yeah, but I don't know the it, name of the movie. That is, that's kind of what I'm getting here. Get their name. The band took their name from Roger Vladim's 1960s cult sci-fi classic film, Barbarella. Yep, that's what I got, too. Starring Jane Fonda. There was a character played by Milo O'Shea. Good mm-hmm. Irish name there. Called Duran Durand. Milo Durand. O'Shea. Yeah, he was the villain in the, in the movie. I like this. This sounds great. What's last name is that? <clears throat> O'Shea, I know. Oh, that's uh, Ice, Ice Cube's, Cube's middle name, first, right? first, first name. name. His first son's name. first name, O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson. The song's called Lonely in Your Nightmare. This is good, man. I like this one. Yeah. I like this one more than the other two. And the other two were really good, but I like this one. I hate to say all these British guys sound the same, but I do, now that I'm hearing this song, it sounds like Boy George singing to me. Boy George. Mm-hmm. Boy George. Now, I wonder if these songs are sung by different people. I think they're all sung by their lead singer, Simon. By himself, right? Yep. Do they switch? They don't switch over. No. Here's the lads here. That's what they call They dress very nice. Uh, before Duran Duran, their lead singer was a theater guy. You know, he would play like Broadway-style shows, but they were over in London. That's cool. You know, this was a dub this group formed in the great year 78. 
That was a great year, huh, G? Yep, that's the year we were born, yeah. 1978. Yeah. But the lead singer, Simon, was not in the band when they first formed. The first uh, lead singer uh, was, uh, I believe his name was Stephen Duffy, yes. Stephen Duffy was the original lead singer when they became the house band at the Rum Runners. But then, in 1980, he decided that it just wasn't for him anymore. He was leaving the band. What? Dumbass. And and that's when Simon Le Bon came along, replaced the lead singer, and then, shoof, they went to the stratosphere. This came out in in 82. Yeah, so two years later... They had uh, they had big hits. So this this was their breakout album where they became worldwide phenomenons. With their first album, they had that song, "Girls on Film," mm-hmm. and that was their first big hit on their first album. But that song didn't really do much in the U.S. Did well in the porno industry, but yeah, other than that, wow. And when they first released this album, it did not do so well in the U.S. in the beginning. But what TK mentioned earlier that he first got introduced to Duran Duran on MTV. And that is when this band really took off in the United States. And it took a while. This album had been out for almost a year, and nobody in the U.S. gave a shit. But then when they started seeing the videos, they started hearing these songs, they fell in love with this band, Duran Duran. I've always thought that was so interesting because I remember being from Florida, way south Florida, before the internet, people would always say, ah, it takes like a couple of people, music comes out of New York or LA and we get it like months later. And that's what they would always say. And then, you know, MTV came, everybody, now everybody has access to all these music videos, which music explosion. And that's when I got introduced to Duran Duran. Who knows if, uh, if I would have ever even heard of Duran Duran if it wasn't for MTV. So thank says, God, MTV. says that they were almost banned from MTV. I'm seeing here on this. Mental. They were. They were for a minute, and uh, they what were. They, they were banned from the BBC. I remember that. Oh, yep. damn, they do. They put out the, their this video called Electric Barbarella, which had some racy content in the oh. video. And uh, they're what are they doing? They're purchasing and programming a sexy female robot in the video. Now we do that all now the time. Now we need to see that video. Yeah, I'm not excited. <laughs> Robots on. <laughs> <laughs> Twatbot 5000 here. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> like he's been pre planning or something. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's a clip from the lead singer, Simon Le Bon. He's talking about uh, spontaneous creative energy. And when he writes, giving you a little insight 
to how he makes it happen. When we go into the studio at the beginning of a writing session, there's an awful lot of energy and you've got to make and you've got to be ready to, to compete in a way, which I know, I know may, may yeah. not sound like a good thing, but actually if, if everybody's you know, it means your brain works really quickly, you're firing quickly, you're coming up with ideas. It, it makes you more spontaneous, actually. Compe uh -huh. Competition. I kind of like that. That's how we came up for the idea for the Talkbot 5000, mate. <laughs> next, time, next time we go in the studio, Tomcat, I'm going to kick your ass. It's a competition. <laughs> you suck. Keep it together, mate. I said I wasn't going to do a bunch of crappy British accents, but I'm failing at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard not to do that. It's, <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah. It's, hard. It's, hard. it's hard not to like this song. Cripes. This is definitely a dream. Cranky. This hungry like a wolf, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's brilliant. Can you look up what this song is about, Tomcat? Yeah, let's check it out. I just know that it makes you know me, me feel like I want to go to a buffet. I'm hungry like a wolf. This is such a great song. One of my favorites originally from them. All right, this was the band's breakthrough hit in the U.S., of it course. Was. Success originated from MTV. And uh, that's the when video. MTV had just come on air. It's saying here on Song Facts. They shot the video at Sri Lanka Jungle. In Sri Lanka Jungle. That's crazy. Where is that? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is like uh, over south of uh, India. Boy, talk about an intro you posting this, man. You need a whole damn story. Yeah, you can read a whole promo. You ain't kidding. Album edit, too, so you know you get that long intro. Hell yeah. So the uh, according to the lead singer, Simon LeBaron's lyrics, LeBron, LeBron's lyrics were inspired by the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood, which features the big bad wolf. So it's... Wow. Good, good interpretation. Dark in the city, night into wine. I know those lyrics by heart. The right only there. part I know how to sing to this song is the doo doots. That's the, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> the best right. song. So he had, and he you had want me, give me a sign. I'm trying to keep up with him. I just throw the doo doots. So much emotion. Here it comes. Here comes a riff. Touch the ground. I'm on the hunt. I'm after you. I can understand that. I think what he's saying is that he's really horny. Yes. And he wants to eat you like a wolf. Like he wants to go down on a you. A bloody viciously. wolf. <laughs> yeah. His mouth is alive. And he's hungry. The video like was loose, loosely based on the movie Apocalypse Now. It's probably why they were in the jungle with the rest of the band searching for Simon Le Bon in an exotic locale. Yeah. Says the night. The night before the shoot, Laban went to a stylist to get blonde highlights in his hair, but she botched the job and his hair turned orange. That's why he's wearing a hat in the video. What do you know about that? Fact right there. That's a nice fact there. Factoid. Mm, good one, good one. They were dubbed the Fab Five. See, when I think of the Fab Five, I think of the Michigan team with Jalen Rose and Chris Webber and the Fab Five. Those guys. But I guess they were dubbed the Fab Five by the British press. And they were the pop stars poster boys in the 1980s. And the Beatles, they used to call them the Fab Four, the press did. 
So these guys were the second coming of the British invasion. They were that big over in the UK. I said it earlier, Princess Diana. She was like, that was her favorite band. She was the fab one. And she used to always hang out with the lead singer, Le Bon, Simon Le Bon. I like saying his name. You know, this song in particular has been part of like so many soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Hot Dog the Movie, Small Sacrifices, Big Fat Liar, and most recently, Old School. It was on the old school soundtrack. Yeah. We're gonna go streaking. Yeah. Well what the what the heck is hot dogs? Who started that? That was um wasn't that uh wasn't that a uh National Lampoon movie? I never saw Hot Dog. It sound like some. I eat the whole bunch of my teeth. Might have started in some weird. You know, you do some weird ass movies sometimes. These guys did really pave the way for a lot of great '80s bands like uh, Tears for Fears, um, Dead or Alive, Wham. Yeah. <sighs> Frankie goes to Hollywood. The Pet Shop Boys, the the Eurythmics, all these bands came in, you know, Depeche Mode, you know, after Duran Duran made made their their big breakthrough. And I guess there's something else interesting about this album, and and they say maybe this is why it didn't really do good in the United States right out of the gate. They had to reproduce the, remaster the album, I guess you would call it, this guy named David Kirschenbaum. He ended up remixing the entire album so that it sounded better for FM radio. I don't know exactly what he did to the audio, but guess gave it uh, more compression and made it so that it would sound better on FM radio. Right. And after he remixed it, so there's a version of this album unremixed. The one we're hearing has been remixed and remastered to give it a better sound to make it ready for radio. Sure. And they were all over the radio in the 80s. It's a good one, too. Hold Back the Rain. This one's about drug addiction. Says so uh, for two former of uh, Duran Duran's drugs in general, for two of the uh, bandmates, cocaine in particular proved too tempting to decline. Guitarist Andy Taylor became a full-blown cocaine addict rather quickly oh, and yeah. would battle the demons of drug addiction for many years before wrestling himself free of the grip, according to a VH1 interview, lead singer Simon Le Bon became worried that John was staying out too late, taking too many drugs, drinking too much, and going home with the wrong kind of people. And uh, I, apparently he slipped this song underneath the door and then ended up on the album. So he wrote this song basically about the guitarist like in his coke addiction. And Interesting. then he slipped it under the door to him. Andy Taylor would leave the band Duran Duran and go on to do work with Robert Palmer. You remember him, right? I do. Mm-hmm. And also Rod Stewart. He worked uh, on a few records with him. And then Paul Rogers, uh, of course, the former lead singer of Bad Company. Um, so Andy Taylor would leave the band. He's one of the original members, but he no longer even tours with him. He didn't show up to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction either and people were like oh it must be really bad between the band and andy taylor but come to find out andy taylor had some type of cancer and that's why he didn't come and so they the band says they have uh you know nothing but great things to say after all these years about andrew taylor andy taylor but 
Uh, he no longer tours with the band. And as Ramos said, Duran Duran's still out there touring. Yeah. Was that Sheriff Andy Taylor? I don't think he was a sheriff. He was a, I think he was a, a lawbreaker. That's Andy Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a clip here from, from John Taylor. You know, all these Taylors. Andy Taylor, John Taylor, Roger Taylor. James I, Taylor. I said that wrong Taylor. But John Taylor, Roger Taylor. Taylor Swift. And, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> John Taylor, Roger Taylor, and Andy Taylor. All Taylors, all part of this band. None of them related. You would think all three have the last name Taylor. They would somehow be cousins or something. Yeah, something. But no. Hmm. No relation. This is kind of ironic, right? Big time. It's three, crazy. Three members of a band with the same last name, but no relation. Well, and it's funny how they happened to come together to form a band with the same. Now, was it all, were they spelled the same? Spelled the Taylor same. Because Taylor can be spelled differently. T-A-Y-L-O-R. Here's a clip from John Taylor uh, talking about streaming and how he loves it because it's keeping the music alive. Well, I was just going to say, I think streaming has been yeah, enormously exactly. uh, important in introducing well. the music of acts like us to, to younger audiences. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, mean, and I, I remember like in the 70s, you know, you'd go into a music store, you know, and you'd be looking for your, you know, your music. And you'd see these Beatles albums, and they'd be like artifacts from another age. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'd be like, like music, but they were like less than 10 years old, but they seemed like antiques, you know. And one thing I have to say is that iTunes and subsequently Spotify have branded older music in a way that has brought everything into the present. And I think that, that means that younger listeners uh, uh, approach music of all genres and yeah. all ages in a more democratic way. They're more open and more receptive to music and they're less, they have less of those barriers about like, oh, that's an old, that's old, that's from that yeah. era or whatever. I will say the kids these days, they do like to hear some 80s music. They love to hear some 90s music. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids nowadays are not stuck in their own lane when it comes to music. Like, I feel like when we were coming up in the 90s, we didn't want to hear a lot of old, not a lot of people wanted to hear old, tired stuff. We wanted to hear the new stuff. Yeah. Now there is some nostalgia, I think. People like to hear some of the songs from the 70s and the 80s, even the kids. And I think Guitar Hero had a lot to do with that with a generation uh, younger than us. Because millennials, yeah, they, they got introduced to a lot of music because of the video games and because of Guitar Hero. A lot of those old rock songs. Well, you, you got to remember too. A lot of those kids have parents that were, you know, pre-teens and you know mid-teens in the early to mid-eighties. So, but there was a time where you did not want to listen to your parents' music. No, not, but it seems like nowadays yeah. they're more receptive sure. to it. Sure, sure. No, that yeah, I agree with that point. They all had some great hair too back in the eighties. Yeah. I don't know how their hair is looking nowadays in their sixties. They got plugs and all kind of extensions <laughs> and weird shit. Jerry Lewis still around? And is his hair still black? Who? Jerry Lewis. No, I think he passed away. Oh, did he? Have to look that up because I'm not sure if he did. <laughs> yeah, because if he still is, he have, he's he have, going on the list. He had some kind of disease. Yeah, yeah. he died in 2017. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Jerry Lewis. Okay, rest peace for him. He used to have great telethons. The Jerry Lewis telethon was outstanding. Yearly, 
And he, he helped a lot of people. Yeah, muscular dystrophy. Yeah. yeah. And they man. were very entertaining, those. Uh, yeah. Those Jerry shows. Lewis and uh, what was his Bob name? Hope his partner? As Bob well. Hope. Bob Hope was always out there. No, no, no. But he had a partner that he always did stuff with. Especially Ed when they McMahon did movies. Ed McMahon was always around there. Um, I'm not sure. I forget his name. But they were a team, um, Jerry Lewis. And I used to think he was part of the Rat Pack for like the longest time. No, no, no. He came way after that. Well, not way after, but it was. I think he's a All little right, bit younger than that than side. The Rat Pack themselves. That's uh, that's only the first side. Very, barely. Yep. Flipping to side. Now that I think about it, because he he is pretty old. Yeah. Or he was. Was he was? Yeah, he was. You're right. He was really old. He was a comedian though too. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe not always the same circles, but Las Vegas, of course. Yeah. This this episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by Factor Meals. Hopefully, you guys are hungry because yes, sir. we got Factor Meals after the show. Treat. You guys uh, gobble them up, and it's because they're really good and they're really fresh. I like the variety. There's some Mexican meals. There's nice protein chicken meals. They've also got some Italian meals. You get it delivered right to your door. Yeah, that that pasta with the broccoli, that was fire. Yeah, I'm mean, I, I took the last yeah, one last I, week because I really wanted it. I'm, I'm going to ask for another one this week. Every week, Memphis is about that Mexican bowl. What makes yeah. the Mexican meal so good? It's just so good, man. I mean, I don't know what they do, but they're good at what they do, and I hope they keep doing it because it's great, and I love well, it. Well, they're seasoned very well, so very. it's good, yeah. All you have to do is go to factormeals.com slash vinyl, and you save 50%. When you order by going to factormeals.com slash vinyl. These are meals delivered right to your house in a nice cooler. And then you put them in the fridge, ready in two minutes or less with the holidays around happening right now. Who has time to go to the store? Go to factormeals.com slash vinyl. Do it. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. This song's kind of funky. Yeah. Oh, it's super funky. That bass. They always had heavy bass lines. New Religion. That's the name of it. Yeah, in the beginning, they're saying it seems like a straightforward pop song, but in essence, New Religion delves into the quest for personal identity and the search for meaning in life. The song reflects on society's obsession with fame, fortune, and material possessions, highlighting the underlying emptiness that can be accompanying accompanying living a life solely driven by these external factors. Sure. It's still going on to today. Very observant. Now... They recently did a show where they had these giant hot dog fingers on their oh. hands. Did you see that? It was crazy. He was on with uh, Miley Cyrus. and uh, Really? Yes. So he was with Miley Cyrus and had hot dogs on his fingers. That was the Talking Heads, the lead singer, actually. Totally different group. Different Wrong band. band. Wrong band. Totally different group. That, that comment seemed if you were paying attention, Raymo. I'll introduce you to the band. We talk, we've talked a lot already about Simon Le Bon, the lead singer who got his start playing and singing in the choir at a young age, and then he became a trained actor. He was in a couple of TV commercials, one for some washing powder when he was a kid. 
Interesting. And uh, so he, you know, he was a ham. Then you had uh, Nick Rhodes, who was also a big star for this group. He was the one on the keys. He's the one that was playing all these synth sounds that really gave them the sound. And then another guy that contributed, the guy that you hear, you hear that bass line right there. Funky mm-hmm. bass. That would be uh, John Taylor. First name, real name, Nigel, but he went by John Taylor. Nigel, huh? And he was a founding member of the band and I think that when I hear Duran Duran the two things that stand out to me the most is the bass line and the synths the keys so shout out to Nick Rhodes on the keys and John Taylor on the bass because to me that's what really really makes this band salute and the vocals the vocals are good but to me after listening to it they just they sound a lot like George Michael they sound a lot like Boy George well the songwriting part of it I think yeah they do the, the vocals themselves maybe they're not like you know Whitney Houston-esque but the songwriting I think I like a lot it goes with the music very well is the thing I think because if you'd put some other vocals on this music it might not have been as cool and that bass playing right there by John Taylor funky. it's a funky bass man then you had uh, Roger Taylor. He was the drummer. And uh, let's see. He was born into a modest family. Oh, you hear that? That sounds like... Is that Planet Rock? Yeah. Is Planet Rock steel from Duran Duran? No, I'm just kidding. Possibly. Well, everybody used that synthesizer. That was, a, it was like a drone-ish kind of you know, effect of it. A lot of 80s music. That's when them synths became real popular. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the 80s music. But heavy oh, synths. Oh, yeah, like Final yeah. Countdown. That's yeah. the joint synth. <laughs> and, and it was prevalent in all genres, too. Rock. Uh, you know, R&B. Yeah, R&B. Yep. Definitely hip-hop. There was yep. a little. And this music, which was considered... What would you have considered this music, Gentry? New Wave, I guess? Yeah, that's what they called it, New Wave, yeah. Bands like New Order and these guys, Soft Cell. And also pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's popular music. Kind of British pop, more. Mm. Like, you know. Once they hit MTV, then pop. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure they they got um, a lot of top 40 stations for them. Oh, yeah. The Hungry Like a Wolf song was played everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, it was played in Chicago on all the top 40 stations. Yeah, nice resolve. What movie is that from? Resolve? That Not, comment. Ni- nice resolve. Ooh. Nice resolve. I don't know. Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs. Another Spaceballs reference. Mm-hmm. Barf- Excellent. This is uh, Last Chance on, on the Stairway. Probably to get some booty from the bot. <laughs> you know, it's funny because all these songs, you could like just see them like watching 80s movies. Pretty crazy. John John Hughes films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, he always had those montages. If Molly was Molly were doing stuff. was in it. <laughs> and yeah. she was in it, you was watching. Or uh, what's his name? The kid that was in uh Vacation. Michael Anthony Hall. Oh yeah, that's right. He was, yeah, big he was in, in all it, yeah. the movies, yeah. Or Corey Haynes. Corey Haynes, yep. Yeah, I was just watching the uh, Fright Night last night. It was Man, I remember their vampires. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Did it feel good watching it, though? Lost. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, I watch all those old movies all the yeah. time. 
He, he needed his girl to sit next to him. She doesn't watch there. movies like that. I know. Maybe. Mine don't either. She's <laughs> neither than mine. They running away. We I'm should do that. Yeah. Scary movie night with the guys. <laughs> That'd be great. We probably end up getting way stoned and falling asleep oh, halfway through the right. fucking movie. Halfway through the shit. Like, here comes Freddy. Here he comes. Rainbow over there. Oh, wow. I, I snore too. Like, goddamn, you ain't making it to Freddy's first kill. Your ass knocked out. And that happens, like, in the first, what, 30 seconds, <laughs> yeah, minute yeah. of the movie? Yeah. Ha ha, bitch. Ah, who was it? Uh, his first kill. Uh, the, 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 the chick who G-drunk up the wall. Uh-uh. Yeah, it was. Nope. Who? The first kill? Was Johnny Depp? He was in a bedroom with a girl, no, and they were Johnny, that same movie. Yeah, yeah, Johnny no, Depp. that was his first. The first kill was the guy in the bed, right? No, was, this was a dude in the bed with the girl, and the girl and got he, he drug her ass. Freddie drug her ass up all through the walls. Oh, he killed shit. her first. He killed her first. Okay, so yeah, but he was in the scene. Johnny yeah, Depp. He, Johnny Depp was the guy in the scene. Maybe he was in there. That or, was him. I'm or, pretty positive. I think it was the other guy. Either way, the motherfucker got. Stood there and was screaming. Uh, what was that girl name? Tina. Tina. I don't remember. Yeah, I was I too remember. busy looking at her naked body. Oh well, hell yeah. Because you know in the '80s movies, you always got that gratuitous bush or boob shot. Yeah, that's what you. You like holy shit. Cover you, your eyes. You hear that uh, vibraphone there? Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. The what? The vibraphone. Kind of like a xylophone, yeah. but it's a vibraphone. <laughs> they were just playing that digital. Nice. They also use a uh, like a cigarette sound uh, being lit and cracking in this album, and cracking ice cubes. And they also have a um, what is a M A R I M B A, marimba. Marimba. I don't know. It's probably it sounds like some kind of African drum. So they they are, were pioneers with adding new sounds. To their music They're also pioneers I didn't know this Just read this They became the first Major label artist To sell a digital download Of a single Yeah That's dope And uh, the song Was Electric Barbarella Which is uh, also the, the song That's that the got song That got them in trouble Yeah That was the very first Ever Album available In digital form That's crazy And it was in 1997 That's and it's, dope And the band is Duran Duran that's a nugget for you. If you ever sitting around and you you want you want to see if you can make some money off some people or something, like I bet you you don't know which band released the very first digital album. It would be this band, Duran Duran. Duran Duran. The more nice. you know. Yeah, real. 1997. Yeah, it's a great year. A song, Last year. Chance on the Stairway, a song that explores the theme of love and the fleeting nature of opportunities. The lyrics on that song painted a picture of a person experiencing a crucial moment in a relationship where they realize that time is running out to make things right. Nice. Mm. So I had to look up what a marimba is because it would just drive me crazy if I didn't learn. So, and it's, it's just like I said, it's like some kind of like a xylophone right. type thing, but a little more modern. Looks pretty funky. Yeah. It's actually pretty dope. Yamaha makes one. You'd also get an Adam solo scene. The song is this hook on this. I just like "Save a Prayer for Me Now." Have you ever heard it? Yeah, it's a little bit second known so- song on this album. The hook is good. Yeah.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The song got written while the band was on tour by the lead singer, LeVon. It's about a chance meeting between two people that turns into a one-night stand. Uh, Nick Rhodes, the guy that plays the keys in this band, we've talked about him quite a bit during the show. I guess uh, when he was in school, uh, his chemistry teacher used to uh, put bets on horses for his students, and he would leave the classroom to do so. It was not a good room to be in because people lit up paper darts, I guess, and, and, and lit them on fire and threw them around the room. I'm amazed that the school never burned down and I used to get left in charge. They would leave Nick Rhodes in charge while his his teacher, I guess, would uh, would leave to go make bets. So uh, they say he was a real smart student. Here, you're in charge, kid. I'm going to make some bets. Yeah. Make sure they take their tests. Uh, the video for this one was filmed uh, frequent by Duran Duran, Australian director Russell Mulcahy. He says, according to Laban, the song's chorus structure is based on Gordon Lightfoot's If You Could Read My Mind. You ever heard of that song? Never. By Gordon Lightfoot? That's kind of how they structured this song. The visuals earned plenty of airplay on MTV with its shots of and the ancient rock fortress of Singria and the ruins of a Buddhist temple at Palinaruas. They're always at a place that I can't pronounce. As well, <laughs> as, well as the island's southern coastline. Where the hell is that at? Fucking Buddhist temple. So Buddhist, uh, that's going to be probably Thailand. Somewhere in Asia. The Palinaruas. I'm going to look for it. Palinaruas, Buddhist temple. Interesting. I think, I think you might be right. This sounds like some Buddhist-type music here. You just listen to the, the track. Northern Monastery uh, is a rock temple of the Buddha situated in the ancient city of Palinuwara, the capital of the ancient kingdom of Palinuwara. Now represents present-day Palinuwara in north-central province Sri Lanka. So it's Sri in Lanka. Sri Lanka. With yeah. the, we were just talking about it. Where the hell yeah. is that? I just read nothing. I saw another thing that's kind of weird about the band, or a good thing he's still alive after uh, what he's been through. Simon Le Bon nearly drowned on two different occasions. Damn. Crazy. The first came while they were shooting the video for the song Wild Boys, where he was strapped to a rotating windmill, and it abruptly stopped while he was at the bottom under the water. Oh, boy. Why the hell would he think that was a good idea? Yeah, that's stupid. Bad idea. And the second time he almost drowned was only a year later, when his yacht capsized during a race. And uh, he says he doesn't uh, believe in making Greek gods mad because it sounds like Poseidon might have it out for him. 
Yeah, and he keeps going out to Sri Lanka, which is, I'm finding out now, the in, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It's yeah. an island lo- nation located in the Indian Ocean just off the southeastern coast of India. That's where yeah. it is. Yeah, They have a lot of beautiful women out there. Just like, 20 oh, million yeah. people there in Sri Lanka, even though it's very small. Today. Population of Texas, basically. They had a... Um, Without all the guns. Typhoonic. <laughs> and trucks. That's Red flags. Florida. Never mind. This is my first time hearing this song, and I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. Second that's favorite good. on the album. I mean, I like this one, and of course, uh, Hungry Like a Wolf. Hungry Like a Wolf, yeah. Rio, I like Rio. It's a good one. Rio is a good one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's kind of like, a good I like it, Lumen but Lumen I don't wouldn't go too. to it. Right. Rio. Save a Prayer is a good one, too. Mm-hmm. That's this one. Some cool sounds in the background yeah. here. I just had to close my eyes so I can like, take it all in. Oh yeah, this hey. And it also helps that I'm like really high right now. So it sounds even that better in my head. It helps everything, actually. <laughs> you like taking it Minus all in there, <laughs> Everything does sound good when you're high. Last song, the chauffeur. Uh-huh. Never heard this, this one's song. This one's about Ramo. <laughs> hey. It'd be in Spanish. It'd be El Chauffeur. It would be El El Chauffeur. It would be dangerous <laughs> if he's your chauffeur. <laughs> oh, no, I drive real. good, man. Yes, I get there on time. <laughs> Tomcat, you said that you guys lot, you went somewhere with Ramo, and what was the problem with his driving? He's like an inch from the bumper in front of him, and he's like cussing. <laughs> I can see that He's too, cussing. Man. He's aggressive. As mellow as he is right now, just throw that all out the window. Second, Look, he gets behind the wheel. No, all changes. That's not true. I am just impatient. I have no patience for ignorance. It's terrifying. And I if you drive like terrifying. a fucking moron, excuse my you. French, Yo, I'm going to yell. You're just I, sitting there going, what is going on? I, I can see Raymond like this yelling something. I'm pretty oh, sure bro. you cut me off. I'm, I'm afraid. Sure. I'm like, not. we're going to get shot because he's just... <laughs> I am not that close. to ride with Raymond. That's what it is, huh? When the speed limit's 45, right. you're going 30 in the fast lane. Okay, then and they're driving okay, okay, next to the car next to them, not passing. Not doing goodbye. Salte del medio. Andale. Rapidamente. Rapido. That ain't bro this night. Hey, man, this song is really good, though. The chauffeur. Bring it back to the chauffeur real I do not remember this song. Me neither. Uh, pretty cool, huh? You know, I can see this song being like one of those uh, Charlie, Walk, Ricky Wonka, whatever you call it. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, Wonka that motherfucker. Sure. There's a new Wonka movie. I haven't seen it yet. One. They That'd just made one. Didn't like they uh, did just Johnny make Depp one. do like nine of them? Yeah. Yeah, they got a new one. They got a new guy. What the fuck do you do? Johnny Depp? Oh, you know, the Amber Heard trial. Oh, he's yeah, done he's for. Right. He's out of there. Oh, oh no, shit. I think he'll be back. Willie. Yeah, I think he's going to do another one of those Disney Sparrow? movies. Jack Sparrow movies. They? they used to make a shit ton of money with that. You think they will? They I hope they do. With- he's the best. That would be work good for Jonathan Majors, too, because he in the situation where they were saying he beat up his girl, but it turned out it was the opposite. He, like, yeah. dropped her off. 
and it was dropped like, her off. All right. No, he dropped. It was like off in, in cliff, daylight, so like it was all, everything was on camera and shit. And then allegedly took, and took off and ran from her. She chased him down for five New York City blocks and beat his ass. <laughs> So they, it was turned out she was lying. That bitch like left the country and shit. She like fled. It's crazy. Are any of you guys James Bond movie Hell fans? Yeah. I used to really cool? like I love those James I'm Bond. I'm up to fans. a certain point that I'm kind of like, yeah. I, I wish I could be James Bond. I see here Duran Duran uh, has the biggest and best selling James Bond theme in the series' entire history. And it's the song A View to Kill. Uh, yeah. you, I don't know if you guys uh, know that yeah. song. But uh, I guess that's the highest charting song ever and the biggest selling song ever on the James Bond series. Well, I would imagine it was probably because it was part of that soundtrack for that movie. Yeah. Because he did put mm-hmm. that movie out. So. 1985, A View to Kill. Mm-hmm. Who was uh, the B- Bond in 85? That was so looking a- like Roger Moore. Roger Moore yep. was still doing it. Oh. Christopher Be- Walken's in it. The Beatles put out a song for a James Bond movie before the A View to Kill came out, and I guess it did not sell as much as Duran Duran's A View to Kill, so it's kind of a feather in their cap. You know, they outdid the Beatles when it comes to creating a song for the James Bond Ha-ha. movies. <laughs> yeah, I ain't privileged, wow. motherfuckers. The Beatles would have fucked it up, too. We have not done a Beatles Ooh, album oh, yet. I thought, I thought y'all did Beatles when I was uh, Beatles when I was gone. No, we Grace did Jones Elvis. Is in this we one. did oh. Elvis while you were gone. Oh shit! So I still get the Beatles. Are you sure we haven't done a Beatles album? We have yeah, not. We haven't done a Beatles, done album. A Beatles I'm album. I'm not thrilled about it. Might have to do that next week. We got Sgt. Pepper's or um, Abbey Road. I, I think I have those two albums. Whichever is the best out of the two. I think Sgt. Pepper's is probably the more popular, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Abbey Road has that iconic cover with them walking across the street. The That's Fab true. Four? Yeah. Yeah, but is the album any good, though? The album cover's dope. But so we're going from Fab Five to Fab Four? We could That's be. the type of things we do. We might That's what we, we do. do that. That Interesting. That's right. Welcome to the Vinyl Boys. Yeah, we do. If this is your first time coming in. Welcome. We appreciate we'll it. make these little musical connections. Yeah, like and subscribe. We also went from yeah. Outcast to Andre 3000 and Big Boy. Andre yeah. 3000 being a big fan, mentioning Duran Duran as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then we jump right in to Duran Duran. We are following the musical pathways. You know it. Uh, the Mentapoon. I guess that's uh, going to be the it. The What did you say? The Mental Musical Pathways. He's high. I thought you said the Mentapoon. I, like, I stumbled off at the that? end of the. We need our meal. It was a heck of a show here. I'm glad we did Duran Duran. Hell yeah. This is great, man. I'm excited about this. Got to hear some of that new wave, and I also like the fact that that album was just over 40 minutes long, so the time flew by. It did. I, I'm it thinking about like letting my it, hair grow out. It seemed like it, but it was a, it, it, it was really good. Like It was great. It was entertaining. Yeah. It, and, and I think what I liked most about sitting here listening to the album with you guys and you know our fans is it took me back. You know, mm-hmm. we got to go back to a place where, you know, we all haven't been in a long time. And it's, yeah, I thought yeah. it was cool. It's fun music. It's yeah. up. It's up. It's upbeat. It keeps your, you know, it's it's upbeat. It's not it's some 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 albums they go upbeat, but then they got all these like draggy songs. And it was good music from when you weren't so much jaded by life. Mm. <laughs> the experiences of what becoming an adult has for you. <laughs> it well, kind of jades all that. 
Duran Duran does have some tour dates already planted in for 2024. Let's hear it. They'll be in uh, California, Arizona, and the UK to uh, start off the year. Kick it off. No shows coming uh, near us here in South Florida, but keep our eyes out because I guess uh, they plan on adding some more shows to their 2024 tour dates. You can go to DuranDuran.com and they got all kinds of swag on there and news and a store too where you can get yourself a Duran Duran t-shirt. I can see them coming to Miami. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. You know, I'd go see them in Arizona. Why not? Go out to to Phoenix. February 9th, they'll be at the Bird's Nest in Scottsdale, Arizona if you want to go see Duran Duran. That's going to do it for this episode of Dem Vinyl Boys. Uh, We hope you'll join us next week. We're probably going to do a Beatles album unless... You know, something hits us that's uh, better, but we have not done a Beatles album. It may be about that time. In the meantime, keep that needle in the groove and keep it groovy. We are Dem Vinyl Boys, and we're signing off for now. See you back on the next episode. Peace out, y'all. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.